0: Today we have an awesome revenge story that shows why you shouldn't mess with somebody that owns animals. We'll get into that in a bit but first, my mom found out. It's kind of a long story but when I got into college, as the first person in my family to make it there, my cousin decided that it was her place to tell me that I would fail out and get pregnant and have to move back in with my parents. She was a little jealous, but that's whatever. I called her a witch, we argued and stopped talking for a while. After a while she started messaging me asking if I failed yet or if I was dropping out. I decided at that moment to just piss her off a bit. See she hates clowns, not terrified or any phobias, but she hates them. So every year for the past 11 years I've picked a random day in a different month to send her a box of clown stuff all with no return address. She has no idea. My partner's known and loves this but my cousin is so confused on how this keeps happening. Well, this year marks the 12th box, and I don't know if I want to continue this after or let it end. But I was talking to my mom and mentioned that it was time, and I forgot I never told her what I'd been doing. She laughed but thinks it was so wrong, but I'm still okay with it. I mean, hey, it honestly is not that harmful, and they were an incredibly huge jerk to you. Although I do think that sometimes some good things do have to end, it's probably gone on long enough. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, make fun of me for being colorblind. Too bad you can't afford your food. I worked at a grocery store for a bit. I was 17-year-old male at the time. Next in line was a woman who looked like she was in her mid-40s. So she was with her kid and behind me some toys because it's the middle of December. Her kid points at the toy dragon behind and says she wants the green one. I gulped because there were different colored ones in the same shape. The mom asks me to hand it to her. I say yes and try to pick out the right color but pick up a red one. The only reason I knew it was red was because the nice man behind me pointed it out before this witch could. The mother started laughing and said, what are you a colorblind mutt or something? I say yes ma'am, I am colorblind. Can you tell me which shelf has the green dragon for your daughter? The witch starts laughing like a hyena and as she's wheezing she pulls out her phone and says what color is my phone case you r word i just want this to be over but then she says do you want a treat colorblind dog in a voice that you would see someone with a dog say ma'am would you like to scan your items now she does and her price is like 500 dollars. she looks at her phone and then at her daughter and says it's a good thing mommy saves coupons She pulled out a total of 25 coupons and overall it would have brought the price down a good 200 bucks. But while she wasn't looking, I scanned one of them and pretended to try to scan the others. I told her after a few attempts of trying, only one of her coupons were useful and made up some fake BS about how the other coupons were most likely invalid due to the lack of coupon production and these were expired. It was safe to say Xmas dinner might have been cancelled that year. Also, if that witch is reading this, the color of the phone case was red. I don't know if OP didn't have the ability to do so, or rather would have just tried to kill them with kindness, but I would have liked to have seen OP just tell them to leave, kick them out. They don't deserve to treat you that way. Our next story is, he sold my birthday present so I made him buy back his tech. This is kind of an old bit of revenge, think when Playstation 3 and Xbox 360 were still new and when I was learning the hard way again about dating total pieces of crap, boyfriend at the time I would learn later was a complete turd, absolute piece of crap, but I had no self esteem and he paid me compliments so I ended up dating him. Learn quickly girls, preferably in your early teens, compliments do not equal good guy. Anyway, he was a jerk and I was grateful. For my birthday, my parents bought me an Xbox 360, or rather they put 150 British pounds for birthday and Christmas towards me getting said console. Boyfriend fronted the rest. It lived at his house because he had a better TV. He had given me his old PSP because he had also just bought a PS3 and it came with a lot of accessories and games. A few weeks pass, and he sold the Xbox. Reminder: partly my Xbox and a present for my folks. And bought himself a new iPhone. He had also asked for his PSP back, but his mum reminded him that it was a gift, so he backed off about it. A few weeks after that, yeah, I know I didn't dump him the second he sold my console, but people with no self-esteem take an obscene amount of crap. I found out that he was cheating on me. He worked in the British equivalent of GameStop at the time. So I sold this PSP and all its bits piece by piece to the shop he worked in. Admittedly, I didn't get much for it, but I did get to enjoy his co-workers grinning as they bought it all. He had pissed a few people off there too. I also got to enjoy knowing that it would have cost him more than £150 to get all the bits back. Yes, it may have been petty, but it was satisfying. I would say he deserved that, but honestly, OP deserved better than that. You know, the GameStop equivalent prices. Anybody that's in the know knows that they pay absolute bottom value. I mean, I get it, they're a reseller, so they've got to make a profit. But man, it feels like you walk in there with gold and walk out with pennies. Our next story is Zero Second Timer. I feel kind of bad about this one. I'm technologically apt, and some of my colleagues are not. I wind up as an unofficial liaison between our official IT group and my office because I speak IT, but with a level of diplomacy that puts my office at ease. We recently had to add two-factor logins to pretty much everything we do for our work. I was able to explain what that meant to my coworkers and to talk them through downloading the necessary phone app and establishing an authenticated link between the app and the work network. One nice feature with the software was that you could set up a ticket expiration time of up to 15 minutes of network idleness before it asked you to authenticate again, so as long as you were working online, it would maintain your connection. I did this for everyone except for the one person who was the office know-it-all and the biggest pain in the tucus about the whole process. They got a zero-second delay. Send an email, authentication required. Refresh email, authentication required. Load a web page on the secure network. Upload a file to the shared web drive. Try to edit a shared spreadsheet, authentication required times four. Every single time they wanted network access. When they finally blew up at IT about how awful the system was, I went to their desk and asked them, well, why did you set it for zero seconds? I reset it to two minutes. OP is playing a delightfully petty game here. They just made it just slightly less annoying, but still plenty annoying at two minutes. Two-factor is a great security method, but let's be real. When you have to enter it every single time you log in or try to do something, you get pretty sick of it real quick. Our next story is, be a jerk? Fine, I'll take your party. Backstory, I live in an urbanized area. Most people's only option is street parking, as most residences do not have private driveways. A guy recently, last six months, moved into the apartment building across the street and is running his construction business out of it. He owns four large trucks, three with out-of-state plates and one in-state commercial plate, Because he's so inconsiderate, he double parks his trucks so he can get in and out of spots easily and takes up about 7 spots total completely screwing everyone else over that lives in the neighborhood. Last week, I asked him to be considerate of the rest of the neighborhood since he's always parking like a jerk. In those words verbatim, I understand you catch more flies with honey than vinegar but screw him at this point. He shrugged me off and left his cars double parked. That night he was throwing a get-together where he and about 10 others were all drinking in lawn chairs in the sidewalk, blasting music out of one of the vehicles. QPetty Revenge Multiple calls to the police about public intoxication and excessive noise levels led to multiple tickets being issued. Soon, calls to get commercial plates ticketed and towed for overnight parking is next on the list. Lesson, don't be an inconsiderate jerk and be kind to your neighbors. Yeah, in a place where you have limited parking, it's already one thing to have four different vehicles parked in places, but double parking all of them as well, this is the worst parking violator I have ever heard of. I don't really like the idea of reporting neighbors and trying to get them in trouble and stuff, but when they act like this, you're really left with no recourse other than to check if they can even operate that business from that location. This next story is, creepy guy sees something unexpected. Last night I was enjoying an evening bowel movement when my girl gets a phone call from a random number. She asks who it is but she can barely hear the guy. She does hear him say that he wants to come over and bring flowers. She calls to me so I get off the toilet and she hands me the phone. I hear the guy and ask him who he is. He refuses to answer saying he wants to come over. I tell him he has the wrong number. He's like nah I got the right number. He's calling me all sorts of curses, I'm lobbing some back, laughing the whole time. I hang up. He calls back asking for the addy so he can come scoop up my girl, so I hang up again. Then he starts texting her phone, calling her skimpy, and then he starts to FaceTime her. Now a couple of things I forgot to mention. One, I'm still holding the phone, and two, I never put my pants back on. So I decide that this guy really wants to see some head, I'd show him some. I angle the phone to look directly at my pride and joy and answer. Needless to say, but I'll say it anyway, he hangs up real quick and decides that this endeavor won't be worth it. Now before anyone goes and says my girl's cheating on me, I trust her completely, she would never do that. There was also a text chain with this guy from three years ago where all my girl says is gross, replying to the message, you wanna smash? and then a pic of this guy holding a stack of money, which I can only assume is just a bunch of $1 bills since this guy's game is so pathetic. Yeah, I really don't know what this guy expected. I'm guessing he was really just here to be like a troll the whole time, because I really can't imagine this guy really expected to get on FaceTime when they knew OP was there and have like some kind of good result. This guy was probably on something and was just... Looking to mess things up, I don't know. Our next story is Pennies from Heck. This is a very old story. Back in the 70s when I was a young teen, a girlfriend and I went hiking. Afterwards, we took a bus into town and stopped at a mall drugstore for soda. We were kind of grubby in hiking clothes, but not obviously smelly. We were planning on buying Gatorade. A woman at the store confronted us and said she was watching us so we wouldn't steal anything. We left an embarrassment. Then I remembered I had an account at a credit union in the mall. I got five dollars in pennies there. We went back to the drugstore and got a six pack. We dumped the pennies on the counter in front of the rude clerk. She refused to count them and we made a fuss. The manager came and took our side. So she got to count a lot of pennies. Honestly I'm not gonna lie, I'm surprised the manager came and saw 500 pennies and was like yeah we'll accept those, count those up. Maybe they didn't have too much business or there wasn't much work to do that they could accept counting 500 pennies, but the only kickback is doesn't OP have to wait around until they verify that all 500 pennies are there? This next story is copped an earful, but worth it. For context, my wife and I love each other very much, but like every couple, we can occasionally blow up over nothing really. So I run a number of small businesses as a side hustle. I keep my wife informed of pretty much every major decision the minor routine stuff I just deal with as they're not important enough to bring up unless conversation goes that way at the dinner table. We were enjoying time together and I as a loving husband informed her of this particular minor routine issue that happens all the time with the side hustle. She blew up, for what I can tell no good reason at all, accusing me of just keeping her out of the loop. This is a 10 minute job by the way. I was extraordinarily confused, especially since i just opened up and told her about the non-issue i dealt with. I thought she would be happy I'm taking on extra responsibilities and stress so she doesn't have to deal with it. Her job is a doctor, and it's stressful enough. Needless to say, I was wrong. I'm not looking for an argument, but she just kept coming at me over it. So calmly, I say, What is it you want me to do? How can you feel more included? She asks me to send her all the email communications so she can stay on top of everything mentally. No problems, here comes the petty revenge. I forwarded her hundreds of emails over the last couple of months. Issues I dealt with, responses from suppliers, tax accountants. Even if we already had the conversations previously, she got the emails. Every single one, even if it was rubbish. I copped an earful the next day, to which I responded, you wanted to be informed petty revenge complete a kiss and a cuddle later were all good but i had some fun with it i'm really glad to hear a story like this that ended with op saying a kiss and a cuddle later i mean i guess it comes with the territory of reading these revenge stories but a lot of times even when it comes between couples you don't have such a lovely easily move past it type ending like this our next story is petty penny A recent post reminded me of this. Not my story per se, but I was very much involved. Years ago, I worked in a civil court. I can't remember the details of this particular case other than it was a neighbor dispute. The plaintiff was awarded judgment and the defendant had to come to courthouse to pay the debt. As soon as I saw him, I chuckled and thought, what the freak? Because he came in with a wheelbarrow hauling a huge burlap sack, which I soon found out was full of pennies. He was quite clearly upset about the judgment and insisted the only way he would reimburse the plaintiff was in the form of pennies, unrolled and free-flowing. I laughed softly, thinking to myself, not a bad idea, actually. I don't recall the amount of the judgment, but it was something like $1,500, $500, or I don't know, however many it takes to fill a big burlap sack. I explained to him that not only would the court not be willing to accept a crap ton of pennies, it would be us rolling them all, not the plaintiff, and that he should speak with the plaintiff directly and offer his settlement. I thought that was the end of it, but about 30 minutes later, I picked up an incoming call from a very irate plaintiff who was practically screaming, Do I have to take all these freaking pennies? And I re-advised him that the courts did not guarantee payment of judgments, so he could certainly refuse, but he may otherwise never get paid. I can't remember what his reply was, but he ended up taking the pennies and boy he was not happy i've always wanted to repay something like this in pennies nickels now i guess but luckily so far i've never had a chance can you actually do this like i feel like some places would almost ensure that you can't be that petty with your payment our next story is i know it was petty of me and the supervisor nearly got himself fired yesterday early in the morning late in third shift shift well, before first shifts hourly people started showing up in the factory, the deed was done. The players in this unintended almost getting fired episode was myself and the low-life nepotism loving favoritism showing flirt with every woman wise butt third shift production lead. As our factory environmentalist for the past two years, having worked myself up through the ranks, I take my job seriously as the EPA and DEQ do not have a sense of humor. Overall, I've been with the company for nay on 15 years. I'm in my 60s and part of my job includes moving a 200-pound cart to the 14 work areas in the 335,000-square-foot factory to verify, calibrate, and make sure everything is safe to use and operating within spec. I test lubricants, coolants, air and water quality, verify standards and test blocks of each work area. The other parts of my job is supervising a crew of 20-plus highly trained men and women who maintain the machinery, work with engineers to improve our products, work with IT for programming and the buyers for purchasing, and on the days the VP of operations take vacation, fill in for him. The production lead for our third shift is a late 30s age smarmy little snot eater who thinks he's god's gift to the factory he's loud whiny boorish and probably only got his position because he's the son of one of our better senior engineers he's not my friend he's complained about me for the past six months to his mom the senior engineer about how my work interrupts his crew he's whined to the vpo that my office and labs are huge and his desk is on the production floor He's tried to blame his people's poor performance on me, etc. You get the picture. Yesterday, I parked my testing cart near module number 7, unlocked the doors, and pulled out one of the testing trays I use. I went to the front of the machinery and told the operator he could take a break for 15 minutes while I worked on his machine. He was happy to go outside for a smoke. He took off his PPE as I started up his machine for testing. It's a little loud, but I wear earplugs and ear muffles and I begin my routine of checks on this module. There's nothing wrong as this operator is a good one and takes good care of it. In just over 10 minutes, I've completed all the testing and the operator comes back. We spend a minute with small talk as I take the machine out of diagnostic mode and put it back to where he was, and in less than the 15 minutes I gave him, we were back in production. I pick up my tray and walk back to where I parked my cart. It's not there. It's missing. It's a cart with testing equipment worth a little over $200,000 and it's not where I left it. Oh crap. I'm in my 60s, so the first thing I suspect is my Alzheimer's has finally caught up with me. I asked the operator if he saw where my cart was, and he said he didn't touch it. But did the darting eye thing which told me maybe the production lead had moved it? I looked around and saw the little flat-headed fart in his reflective safety vest down the main aisle, trying real hard not to look in my direction while he was talking to the operator of module number 4. Trey in hand, I walked to where he is and asked if he'd moved my cart. I knew he had just by the way the operator of number 4 looked uncomfortable. The lead said, yeah, you left it in the aisle over the yellow line so it was a safety hazard. I know I didn't, and if I had thought about it I would have pulled up the video camera recording, so I moved it. I waited a beat, then another while we stood there, thinking he'd found me doing something wrong that he could exploit to his advantage. We take safety very serious. After the third beat, I asked him where he'd moved my cart. He finally told me he'd moved it half the factory away and pointed. Seriously, I'm in my 60s with a bad knee and half the factory away is a long walk. He then nodded to the operator and went off to not do whatever he was supposed to be doing, and I went to get my cart. I'm not a complainer i'm a conservative from the last century where men take care of their own problems you know i wouldn't say anything to his boss or hr or my boss don't misunderstand i'm not milk toast if you violate one of our safety or environmental sops i'll rain heck down with quiet ferocity and escort your fired butt out of our factory i've done it a dozen times in the two years i've held this position i manage the way i manage and it seems to work The stage is set for the petty revenge. I may be in my 60s, but I'm still a gamer, into VR, former director of IT, and a 14-year-old at heart. What the fart smeller who moved my cart didn't know was I'm still very good with computers. His desk was positioned in the pod of desks for production leads for every shift, where nearly everyone on the floor can see his 32-inch monitor. I'd gotten my cart and was pushing it to module number 8, when I heard the bell for third shift to take its final break. I knew there'd be no one on the floor as they went out for a smoke, or the canteen for a snack. It took me less than a minute to stop by his computer and swap his screensaver from the default floating clock we use, to the rainbow flag of one of the community organizations I support. I'm not gay, but my youngest daughter is, and she's my baby. Our screensavers are defaulted to set to activate after a minute of inactivity and I was well away from his computer before anyone was back from break. I had gotten module number eight started in diagnostics and was elbow deep in testing when the operator, a 30-year-old veteran of the company, tapped me on the shoulder. I pulled out of the machine and lifted my hearing protection. He was chuckling and not saying a word. He nodded his head in the direction of the leader's desk. What I heard was, who put that queer stuff on my freaking computer? As I'd hoped, He didn't know a lot about computers and didn't know how to change his screensaver but i didn't think he'd be stupid enough to scream out that stuff as we have several people working for us who are gay or bi as long as they show up every day do professional work why should we care about their personal life he was raving i was savoring i listened for just long enough to be a witness to his outbursts if asked then put my headgear on and went back to work This narrative has gone on long enough, so I'll jump to the end of the story. His loud proclamation was heard by two people who were offended and turned him into his boss, and one who turned him into HR. By the time first shift started he'd been written up at level 3, skipping level 1 and 2, probation, and any violation in the next 12 months gets him fired, no bonuses or pay raised while on probation and has to attend 12 hours of sensitivity and inclusion training at the local community college. No one asked me who put the screensaver on his desk, and it stayed on through most of first shift, until one of the level 1 ITs came and changed it back to the clock. I think if anything, the most concerning thing to the people high up should be that this person doesn't know how to even just manage their way around google fooing how to change their screensaver. Like, shouldn't this guy have, like, some mild concept of how a computer works? He's supposed to be a production lead. This next story is pesky real estate agent mailbox flyers. I've been getting persistent flyers from a real estate agency offering to sell my unit lately. Ironically, it's the same agency who sold me the place less than two years ago. I've always had a no-junk mail sign-up, but apparently this type of unsolicited mail doesn't count as junk mail, so my revenge... I took the name, email, and phone number of the agent on these flyers, and I visited half a dozen other local real estate websites, entering his contact details as a prospective seller. Some of the sites asked me for a street address, and I made sure to enter one from the ritzy part of town. Someone in the comments suggested, they don't consider their stuff junk so you have to change your sign to probably no unsolicited mail but that probably still wouldn't stop these people not unless you go and try to do something that's probably just not worth your time our next story is don't mess with a witch that owns animals hi i'm about to finish my school in a week there's this one girl who's been making my life a heck for the past two years with teachers doing nothing about it this school is a real crappy place Anyway, I started telling this one stricter teacher about what's going on with her classes, how teachers don't react to her behavior. He had no idea about any of this. And thanks to that, she got a reprimand. But she doesn't give a crap and has just been acting worse because she realized that it doesn't really affect her school life. Well, since that didn't do much, I decided I'm going to take matters into my own hands. Since this girl's desk has her bubble gum all over it, principal told her to take them off. Did she do it? No. Do they care? No. Here's where me keeping animals comes into the story. You see we have these chairs that kind of have holes that she loves to put garbage and more bubblegum into in their legs. I decided to put mealworms. They don't do anything to people other than crawl on them. They're a great snack for hamsters and lizards though. Into these legs. I also decided to put some on the bubblegum for good measure. I hope that this will make this witch look like the most disgusting person and I also hope that the principal will finally do something about her, because, you know, school's reputation is on the table. I'm sorry for not much detail, even though none of the idiot people I go to class with know English, I'm still kind of scared someone would find. We kind of really need an update here. I mean, it's definitely really good revenge as soon as they find what they think are probably maggots crawling around on this chair. They're definitely going to do something about it. Our next story is pettiness at its best. This is not my story but my aunt's. It was a long time ago, some details might not be clear. Once my aunt planned a trip with her friends to Hawaii. The friends in question, A, B and C as we'll call them. A was in charge of the plane tickets, my aunt of the hotel booking, C and B would pay the travel and sightseeing expenses, each paid for their own food. These were divided between them when they planned the trip so that they wouldn't have to worry too much. So, on the day of the flight, my aunt meets them in the airport, they talk, etc. When it's time to board the flight, A says to my aunt that she and B and C have gotten upgraded to first class. My aunt thinks, okay, no problem, maybe it was their credit card or something that they got upgraded. But she feels all three could not have gotten it together, then when they landed, C and my aunt go to the toilets, where C lets it slip that A had gotten them first class tickets but not for my aunt. My aunt was angry but she kept calm. I guess my aunt had informed them beforehand she had a beach house there, so this was my aunt's hotel booking as you see, but my aunt goes to them like, I'm sorry but the house is going through renovation, maybe some other day we could go. So now everyone has to book a hotel, while A, B and C book the hotel for 10 days duration of the trip, my aunt selects the cheapest room for 3 days. She first told them ten days but later she went to the reception and changed it to three. They all go to their respective rooms when it's time to go have food. My aunt orders the most expensive things and miraculously she's forgotten her wallet. This went on for two more days. When the friends came to a realization, my aunt had already left the hotel and went to enjoy the vacation on her own. It really does sound like they had just invited the aunt to take advantage of her and use their nice place. So I can't really blame the ant for just disguising things, trying to make the best of it, and cutting loose as soon as they could without them even really noticing until it was too late. I just hope the ant enjoyed their time that they did spend there. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another awesome revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.